You're listening to the Fubba Lead Podcast. With Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. Welcome to episode four of the podcast, NASCAR's new number one podcast. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support, and we have a huge show ahead, Connor. Big show ahead. Huge show. Connor's playing with uh, Russ Wheeler on the table. We've got Days of Thunder gear in here. We've got our good friend Trevor Bain. His helmet is there, a microphone at the ready in case he wants to say anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we can have him join us full-time this yeah. year. Tre- Trevor is with us full-time for the podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. Ah, so we've got a huge show, a lot to talk about, a lot has happened. We recorded, I was just checking with Connor, we were talking about it. it. feels like we've been forever since we recorded. It was last Monday because I had some scheduling things I had to do. A lot's happened. We've got uh, some NASCAR merchandise fallout to talk about, Furniture Row, what's going to happen with their charter. We now have an answer to that. Kurt Busch, we're going to follow up. We made the announcement on the last podcast officially on what he's going to do. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Jamie McMurray, the other piece to the puzzle. We now know some of his plans, uh, some Denny Hamlin news. NASCAR start times have been released. We're going to go uh, to Instagram and bring in some of the comments on North Wilkesboro and bringing that track back. And also uh, Noah Gregson. How do you say his last name? Gregson? Gregson, I believe. Greg yeah. Gregson? Gre- yeah. It's not Gregson. It's Gregson. Yeah, it's Gregson. 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 Well, he's also made some <clears throat> what Connor would call controversial comments. Yeah, that's right? fair. And also, uh, we got to talk about driver airtime. You know, they come out with the stats every year. Who's gotten the most airtime on TV? We're, uh, we're going to dive into some of those. Driver Eric Almirola yeah, time, yeah, more like. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what we think, so we'll talk about that. And also the big news that broke today, Jeff Gordon. Good friend. Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. He's taking over. He is taking over. Will it be Gordon Motorsports or Hendrick still? That's with a good question. Well, well, Gordon still well, affiliated. Let's wait. Let's wait to talk about that, okay? All right. You're, 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 jumping way, you're jumping two segments ahead here. Then Connor's got a conspiracy, and then we'll wrap up the show. How about that? But uh, has everybody dug out of the snow? Uh, what, what do we get, like 17 inches? Something like that. We got a huge snowstorm. Huge snowstorm. I was in Chicago yeah. promoting the show, promoting the podcast. You were at a business work party. I was promoting the podcast, and we flew back just, what, on Saturday. But I got to tell this story about what happened when I got home. Oh, really, really bad time. You know, uh, our one of my kids was sick. Everybody was in a bad mood when we got back from the airport and, and got pulled in the driveway. Connor was supposed to be feeding my cats. Supposed to be. I fed your cats. <clears throat> okay. He fed my cats while I was gone. And he also used the keypad to get into the house. Failed to tell me that the battery was dying in the keypad and that it was blinking red. I didn't know that that meant the battery was dying. Well, what do you think it meant? I don't know. I thought it was going crazy. Of, of course. I got in and out. Typical millennial response. I got in and out and the he cats got, in got and fed. Out. He got in and out and the cats got fed. So I get home, the battery's dead. We have no key to the house. Yeah, okay, that's where you first went wrong because you left every key to the house inside the house. Well, you this is a new house. You. you know, this is a new house. We bought this house, what, back in August, I think. And, you know, they gave us a bag of keys and <laughs> the bag's just been sitting there. We haven't done anything with it. And so we've been just using the punch code on the front door. And we, uh, that was dead. I got a ladder out. It was like nine o'clock at night. Got a ladder, checked all the windows. That was dead. So I decided to just throw a rock through the basement door. Did that. Hit my brand new car in the driveway, then opened the basement door and uh, walked into the garage and tried to open the door to go into the house, and that was locked. Didn't have a key for that. 
backtrack. You throw a rock through the garage door window when your car is a foot away from the door. Right. I wasn't the thinking rock, about the car at the time. The rock goes through the window and hits your car, dents it. You could have easily walked your ass next door to my house, said, hey, Connor, can I borrow a hammer? And dinked that window out without damaging your car. But yeah. I guess a professional rageaholic doesn't think about that. <laughs> I do not get mad at anything. You know, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very level-headed person. Rarely do I ever get angry. Thank you very much. Then I went upstairs to the uh, uh, the sunroom. That door was locked. Threw a rock through that door. <laughs> then ended up throwing a rock through the French doors in the dining room. <laughs> Broke three windows. Didn't in my car just to get into the house. I mean, that is a. Uh, I hope you learned your lesson. Well, I mean, and I said before we left, I said, Connor, I'm going to give you a key to the house. Did I not? Yeah, you did. I did. And you said, no, no, no. I'll just use the punch code. So I'll, I blame you for all this that was happening. Because I've I had to use the punch code before when you, Holly, no, and the kids don't, don't bring, don't bring were not at the house. Oh, my gosh. And I pull up, and there's people standing outside the house with a huge box that I eventually had to sign for. What did you pull up in? My car. <laughs> Uh, okay. in my car. <laughs> and then we um, had 17 inches of snow. I'm pretty excited because I am a snowball champion. Uh, that that was decided while we've been away. No rage I hit, hit Connor. I had it staged perfectly. I was hiding behind the grill. He came into the basement. I threw a snowball, hit him directly in the head. After and you he went got all mad. After you went over two from point blank range with me standing then right you there, get not all even moving. Angry. I mean, you're you're like, what NASCAR driver did you act like? Who just, uh, you know, you acted like a Kyle. You you are Kyle Busch. That's who you are. You when you get angry, you just you you know you just you get that look on your face like Kyle Busch does. Exactly. You two are like a match made in heaven. No wonder you're a Kyle Busch fan. Both win a lot. Well, so you both win a lot. You didn't win the poll as to who got to start the podcast. I that would be me. Connor I, delete. Connor put out a poll. We said we were going to put out a poll on who was going to start the podcast. Connor started it last week, and he put out a poll on Twitter while I was in Chicago, and I got the most votes. He got mad. He deleted the tweet. You're fired. Get out of here. Yeah, this, okay, so first off, this man tells me, hey, while I'm in Chicago, put out some content on the Twitter page. So I went out Legitimate there. Legitimate content. It was legit. I went out there, and I put up a poll as to see, you know, I needed you guys' opinion. Who should open up the podcast for episode four and future episodes? And it was up there a day, and the, it was in my favor, 57 to 40-some-odd no, percent me. And then You deleted it. And then you made pseudo-accounts. I didn't make any pseudo-accounts. You made pseudo-accounts. How do you know that? That's not true. Because... I went by lead. I went to leading. I, I, the went, vote. I went. I went by. I went by. I went from leading the vote by ten percent to in a span of an hour losing the vote by almost eleven percent. Like that's not even possible. You clearly made pseudo accounts, so I deleted. the I'm poll. in Chicago working, but I'm making pseudo accounts so I can win the poll. You weren't working. You were promoting the podcast. We know who started the podcast today. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll Thank see you. who starts it for episode five. Nope. Boom. And six. Nope. And seven. Nope. And eight. Nope. And nine. Nope. The listeners know who created this podcast. Me. Nope. And who made this podcast NASCAR's number one podcast. Thank Me. You. Nope. Speaking of the snow, we did take a walk in the snow. Connor and I got out at about 10 o'clock at night and uh, started throwing snowballs at stop signs. and uh, Mailboxes. Mailboxes. People's houses. I mean, we were just like a bunch of... And then coming around the turn in our neighborhood, there was like cars coming and we were like, oh, why don't we... We should throw a snowball at the car. And like, I thought about it. And then the car got closer and it was a cop car. <laughs> Yeah. I was waiting for to throw a snowball right at a cop car, and the cop car stopped. He comes out and says, freeze! May we blink? May we blink? <laughs> or he could come out and say what? You don't f*** 
up now, boy. <laughs> Anybody that's played, uh, what game is Red it? Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, my gosh. Connor introduced me to that. That's crazy. Yeah, speaking of games, mm. F1, recent acquire. Hey, this is a NASCAR podcast here. It is, but I just want to go out on a limb and say we have acquired F1 2018. Yeah, we have, have we? Yeah, we have. Who's won on there? Me. I've not seen you win. I was I was about to win that race tonight, and you were like, all right, let me play. Not, I have not win. seen you actually win a race. Whatever. Winning everything you put me in. Uh, I guess including NASCAR Heat, which we're still having our, our huge battle. Right? Right. <laughs> let's go ahead and play the play the clip from last no, week. Let's, no, no, don't play that. Uh, a quick note, I'm dominating in NASCAR Heat now all of a sudden. Yeah, all right, I was optimistic. I was optimistic. Would you like to share to the listeners what the points gap is well, now? I don't know. One the, week what later, is the points gap? You're, you're make, giving me a headache. 111 point gap. It went from being a 17 point gap to 111 mm. in a week. Well, the last race that we ran was New Hampshire. We were setting up for an epic battle. I was going to win the race. No question about that. Yeah, right. Uh, no question that I was going to win the race. And I get screwed this? every time on NASCAR You screw Heat. yourself. No, I don't. I get screwed with cautions because I play the pit strategy where I'm going to win. I've gapped you so much on fresher tires, and then the caution comes out. I get screwed every time. You get screwed none. Because I'm on pit road when the caution comes out. So I'm like, yeah, All that's right. bull****. Put four fresh ones on there and send me on my way, boys. So we're coming. How many laps to go? Like two? No, it was we're, one. Were it we was coming, coming around, to the white flag. We were, we were coming around to the white flag. I go way low, all the way on the apron to, to you know, get a run coming off of turn four. I knew you were going to do it, too. <laughs> Clip the line, and the game automatically sends me in pit road. <laughs> and he rages out. Remote thrown. Pillow thrown at the Christmas tree. I'm laughing, but not only, it just, the best part about it was is, every, okay, you guys know New Hampshire. New Hampshire's, it's a flat track, but, I mean, it's pretty wide. There's no reason why you should be bringing it down pit road. Oh, well, and, yeah, no And I'm running a, well, you say that, but how many times have you made that mistake? You have no, this game's not legitimate, okay? In, in, like, the games that I used to play, NASCAR racing by Papyrus or whatever it was on the computer, you, you don't have, as soon as you hit a line, the game takes over and pulls you down pit road. Anywho, so... I'm running my typical line. I'm not even running him to the apron. I mean, I'm running my you typical so line. You're so dirty. You run so far. You run me so far down the track every time. He got he got below the apron and under me, and I knew exactly. We were we were approaching corner exit. We we're probably in the uh, center of three and four. And I said, "My God, he's gonna bring this down. He's gonna clip the line. It's gonna take him down pit road." So I held in my laugh, and as soon as he did it, I just started laughing. And the best part about it was, not only did it bring him down, he put four tires, filled it up with gas, and he had to be <laughs> held there for a penalty. Ended up finishing 13th. Pulled out of the pit road, turned that car around backwards, yeah. and started wrecking people. Yeah, rageaholic. Th that being said, I'm not, I feel better because I'm not the only one that's done that. Yeah, I've done it before, but no, I rebounded no, 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 and won. No, 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 in real life. Oh, yeah, uh, your good buddy Mark Martin, who, uh... Mark, who does that? Who, who gets... Who's leading the race and comes around, gets the white flag, and then brings it in the pits? The people, Ned Jarrett and Benny Parr. Mark, what are you doing? The race is still going on. Screw it. Let's <laughs> give me four fresh tires. Yeah. And fill her up. Yeah. Put four fresh ones on there and fill her up for the burnout, boys. Oh my gosh. Well, so me and Mark Martin have something in common. Uh, next season, we're doing the truck series, and I'm going to win the championship. Boom. Put money on it. That's what you say every 
before every and before I'm getting we do, a steer, I'm getting a steering wheel for Christmas. That's going to change everything. Before you, we that's do, going to change you can't everything. even handle an Xbox remote. Before we do any season, you're like, all right, this is the season where it gets real. You're not winning Next all those year, races. Next we'll, year, we'll go to four times the the tires. I, it won't make a difference. Yeah, yes, it will. I'm averaging like 20 wins a that's year. Because you have a button, you push on the remote. I'm going to get my steering wheel and stuff, and I'm going to be ready, folks. I race in the 95 car, the 95 car, because I was banned from racing <laughs> in Kyle's car because I was just too good for you. We'll, we'll keep you updated on how that goes we're going to the daytona 500 tickets purchased hotel tickets purchased hotel is booked meal purchased at joe's crab shack for me for me for me for me we are going to be sitting way up in what coming out of the tri-oval we've got a great view of the start finish line and we can't wait to see all of our for the lead podcast fans down there yeah we'll actually be hosting a meet and greet outside of turn four on saturday one of us well, will be wearing the for the lead shirt yeah we've got shirts coming we do have shirts coming. And we want you to come say hi to us. Where are we going to be? Right outside of Turn 4 on Saturday, February 16th, right after the Xfinity race. Come say hey. Huge. We'll be recording the podcast down there, too. Yeah, that's going to be. I mean, we're Two gonna, episodes. You can, you're going to be able to track our entire trip to Daytona. Mm-hmm. We're going to track it all. Maybe we should, we should, should stop. Should we film it? We should, I think we should film the whole thing. Vlog. Or clips of the whole thing. Uh, we'll, we'll put out video of difference because we're going to be go-kart racing down there. Yeah. We're going we're going to settle this go-kart thing from when my win was stolen. I had, stolen. The, I mean, I had the fastest lap. So I won according to the people that own the track, but just not according to Connor. We're going to document all of that, and we'll have all that for you. I think we should stop each time we get into a new state and take a picture by the welcome to us. Jesus. Welcome. we got a lot of states to go through. North Carolina, South we Carolina, only have three Georgia. Sta- we only have three states to go through. Yeah, but. Uh, so look for us at Daytona. That's going to be huge in February. Can't wait for that. All right. Now, back to the NASCAR Nuggets. This whole Fanatics thing. So, like, three or four years ago, Fanatics started those tents. Remember? It was like a big tent. All 2015. The, all the trailers went away, and it was like one big tent, and you walk in. and It's like a makeshift, like, strip mall. And that, see, I the merchandise quality really went down, in my opinion, at that point. There was a lot less of, of yeah, everything. Yeah, because it, then they just started producing quantity over quality. And why in the hell do they sell hats and put a sticker right on the bill, and when you go to peel the sticker off, it leaves a mark on the hat? Like I've never tan. understood that. I don't know. Makes me so mad. Yeah. Well, that whole thing just didn't work out because they've basically terminated their contract with NASCAR. They basically said, you know, this is not this is not working out. Fanatics terminated its trackside deal. So all those trailers that we all loved and everybody, you know, they, they're, back. They're, they're coming back, I guess. Well, I mean, most of them are back. I mean, well, most of them never really left. Like, they have Jimmy's trailer. They have Kyle's right. trailer, Chase's, they more went, of the popular drivers. They went from the tent. Yeah. And then where was it? Charlotte or Martinsville? Both. Where they had just, like, these little, like, they're like kiosks. Yeah. The Fanatics had kiosks, right? Yeah. yeah, apparently the tents were supposed to cut down the cost, yeah. but it looked like it jacked it way up. And I I can imagine, like, all the stolen merchandise from there because, I mean, it was very mm. easy to walk in and out of there. Are you st- saying you stole some stuff from the track? No, I didn't steal anything from the track. <laughs> But I'm saying, I mean, I'd, I'd hate to be the one who had to do inventory after a race weekend and calculate, you know, what stuff was stolen and all that stuff. So I can imagine it was it was a hassle. I thought I think NASCAR thought it was um, was going to be uh, more convenient for the fans. But uh, well, I think fanatics thought it was going to be uh, more profitable. Yeah, but it wasn't because most of race fans, most of us are just old school. We like to buy from the merchandise haulers. Seems like they have like a little bit better stuff, even though it's it's not like quantity, but it's just good quality stuff. Well, and I mean, the, like the shirts that w- the Blaney shirts that we have, there should be a retro trailer. 
That's what I'm calling for. That's what that's what the uh, that's what the flea market. That's what the flea markets are. That's what those little little white tents are, where you see all the stuff that's got water damage and all that stuff. No that's, discount. No discount. Worst of the worst. Yeah, that's that's. Gosh, and they just take it around. I swear, we saw people in Charlotte that in Martinsville that were in Charlotte. Yeah, just man, they throwing all that stuff back in a box. But I mean, like the Blaney shirt we have, that's an awesome shirt. I had to we had to buy that from the Wood Brothers site. Yeah, I wish Wood Brothers had a had a trailer. I know, right? They probably have a bunch of nice. Man. I know at Darlington, um, they have like I watched a vlog from somebody and he went to the merchandise. They had like tents there, but it was just throwback shirts like the Blaney ones. But it was like everybody. They had like I think mm. the year was 2017. They had like Kozlowski's throwback shirt, like an old like Miller High Life shirt. Oh like, wow! But yeah, they were like the newer. Race. Yeah, but they were like newer, kind of like our Blaney shirts, like retro but newer made. And like they were all like, and they had one for like every driver. And I thought that was, like, the coolest thing. And I hope, uh, well, I guess we'll drop it now. We will be going to Darlington <laughs> this year. So I hope that we see those at Darlington because I plan on getting me a Retro Gordon shirt if I see it. Uh, NASCAR said, though, in collaboration with teams and tracks, we are in the process of finalizing a plan for a new trackside merchandise model for 2019 that will serve and engage fans at racetracks across the country. Although Fanatics has decided to discontinue its relationship, we look forward to continuing our long-term e-commerce partnership as they continue to enhance the ever-growing online and mobile platforms. So it looks like they're going to stay with uh, selling stuff online, just not at the tracks. Yeah, probably a smart move for and them. And we'll be able to update you on what we see at Daytona, the very first race of the year. We'll yeah. see how all this looks. Well, I guess they're going to bring all the, the merchandise the truck's back. I guess so. Uh, all right, some other news. Furniture Row, you know, they shut down, obviously. Martin Truex went to Joe Gibbs, and the big question was, you know, what's going to happen to the thing, What you know, everything they have, their cars, their charter, all that stuff. Well, that's been determined. Yeah. Spire Sports and Entertainment has purchased Furniture Row's Racing's charter, $6 million, and they are going to run the 77 car. I assume they're going to do that out of North Carolina. I mean, I don't think they're going to stay in Denver. But apparently yeah. this uh, sports entertainment company represents drivers. Uh, and I know Landon Castle is one of the drivers. Not a lot of big-name drivers, but I, I know Landon Castle is probably the biggest name that they represent. And, I mean, should be interesting to see. But premium motorsports owner Jay Robinson, he's expected to be involved in the deal. What what car is that? What was that again? Premium motorsports. What car was that? Yeah, I have no idea. It was a start and park car. Sorry for anybody who's a <laughs> fan. Is it Harrison Rhodes? I have no idea. Harrison Rhodes. Let's give a shout out to Harrison Rhodes. Yeah. He's been liking our uh, liking our Instagram stuff. Has he followed us? Or uh, he, I don't think he's followed us yet. We've shot him a DM. Yeah, we, we're going to try to get him on the show and get some other people on the show. But again, uh, give a plug for our social media. Follow us on Twitter at FutherLead. Follow us on Instagram at FutherLead. You know, we're putting out some some pretty cool stuff. Everybody's reacting to it. Harrison we'll talk about that the, today. Harrison likes Harrison everything likes the we content. do. Mm -hmm. He likes it. He must be he must be one of those drivers who scroll through the uh, the Discover NASCAR or our auto racing page on Instagram and sees our stuff. And I mean, we're starting we're starting to get noticed. I mean, when you're NASCAR's number one podcast, you've got to get noticed. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Episode four already. <laughs> 
already ranking up there. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the 77 car. No word on sponsorship or anything like that. But, I mean, hey, if they're going to get the stuff that, that uh, Furniture Road he's had. He's going to drive. Maybe Landing Castle. No, he's already with. Uh, I mean, come on, Starcom. Oh, is that who he's with? I mean, he runs some races with Starcom. Yeah, but didn't they went they didn't go full-time with him after they let Jeffrey Earnhardt go, did no, they? No, he, he didn't go full-time with them. Oh. So I think he could be somebody that maybe goes. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. We'll find out before Daytona, obviously. Let's ask Michael Cozy. Yeah, ask him. He's a big Starcom fan. He is. Shout, shout out Winval eighty eight twenty. Yeah, we've invited him on the show. Funny ass dude. Yeah, watch his YouTube page. We need to get him at Daytona, and the three of us have a heat race. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna go to Daytona. I know he always goes to Indy and Martinsville, and I, it's a shame. Where does he live? Maryland. We talked about it last week. Uh, Kurt Busch replacing Jimmy Spencer at um, Ganassi. Yeah. Whoa. In the one car, but but this was the other thing that dropped. Kind of, it is a one year deal, and I read. Some different reports that say likely the final full-time season for Kurt Busch. Yeah, probably. Wow. You leave a championship team to run a one-year deal. To go to Ganassi to run a one-year deal. I, I and don't... let's be honest, lesser equipment. Exactly. I'd like to see what uh, was behind some of the behind-the-scenes work. To know, I'd love to know some of that stuff. I mean, we'll never know some of that stuff. Yeah, we'll never. Unless... Kurt comes out with the tell-all yeah, book. I mean, I know. <laughs> Has that ever happened? I mean, I, I, I'd a driver love come out it. with yeah. the tell-all? Danica did, I guess, right? Yeah, when she did her interview with uh, Graham Bensinger, she kind of you know threw jabs at Stuart Haas mm. and uh, stuff like that. But not that she, in my opinion, really had any leg to stand on. I mean, she crashed every everything. She, she uh, tried to wreck people that wrecked her, and she crashed trying to wreck them. Yeah, well, someone I watch on YouTube said it best that he's never seen a driver junk so many people and then still find a way to point the finger. I mean, there's one, there's probably like a handful of time where she just got flat out junked. And right off the top of my head, I could think of California 2017 where Casey Kane hooked her on the front straightaway. I've, I've never seen a driver have as many hard oh crashes God. as she's had. I mean, she's she is <laughs> so many hard. hard crashes. Gets out like a champ, though. So remember, and remember her. her and Denny Hamlin got into a, a little bit of a fight at uh, Daytona. Yeah, that, uh, uh, the, the, it was like a night. The was it, it was, a shootout. Yeah, I believe. I don't know if it was. I think it was a Canem duel. They called it the Canem duel, but it was 2015. And oh, oh yeah, it was a du- the duel races. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you know, Tony Stewart, Mr. Mooch. Oh, yeah, had he to get got in. All in it. He got in on it. Tony got in there. Yeah, but Denny had a legit argument. Mm-hmm. If you if you listen to the argument and look back at the video, Danica really had no leg to stand on. I mean, Denny was right, and he was approached her and was going to tell her, and I mean, she was just pissed off because she was running 20th out of a 20 car <laughs> clash so i don't know i don't know danica interesting uh let's see kurt bush he replaced jamie mcmurray jamie mack and he's gonna run the daytona 500 Crown we're gonna be there mack. for his final race yeah how to just buy a jamie mack shirt and wear it to daytona final race for jamie mcmurray what if jamie what mack a says screw all y'all and goes and races for what that if he Spire wins Sports the team? daytona 500 that's what i'm saying he could win the 500 he could. I mean, he's won it before. Seen the playoffs? <laughs> in, in, in a one-car, like, what? No. One race. But he's going to Fox. So he's going, going to, to Fox, Fox. Joining Race Hub and joining Ra- Race Day. Race Day and Race Hub. And you mentioned something to me that we haven't talked about on the podcast. Is there not, the Hollywood Hotel is going away. It's gone. Gone. They're cutting. I'm, like, devastated about that. Because you, you know that new virtual setup thing I they're doing? I, I'll be honest with in you. Charlotte? I, I'm not, uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't wow me. It's going to be something that's going to have to grow on me. I mean, I'm not, like all excited that i need to set my dvr to record that it'll be it'll have to be something that will probably have to grow on me i mean i think again for me you go back to old school that's not old school yeah i wish i'd still do 
race day built to you by the Home Depot. I know. And it was like Jimmy Spencer was on that. They Kenny Wallace hand, they was used to on hand that. Out the signs you could ride. John on. Roberts and John Roberts. Well, Lee, he's leaving. Yeah, he's not yeah, really I mean, part of it anymore. Is a uh, big question. Chris Myers. Is he oh, if they him? get rid of Chris Myers, I'm going to be. Very a lot of people upset. hate Chris Myers. I love him. I think he throws funny subtle him. jabs. No, I love Chris Myers. God, he throws so many jabs at DW. It's it's comical. And I didn't like how they got rid of Jeff Hammond. I thought DW. Jeff Hammond and Chris Myers were a great combo. In the, gone? Well, he does. He 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 doesn't go to the track anymore. He just does the, uh, the yeah. stuff out of the, stu- well, the I'm studio. I'm telling you, it's all it's all about expenses. There, it's all a money thing. I don't like it. Like all things modern NASCAR, it's going to have to grow on me a little mm, bit. We'll see what that studio's like. I mean, <laughs> they showed a kind of a preview of it, but I don't know. It looks really like high tech. I mean, like, I, what what. I mean, are, am I going to have to wear 3D glasses when I'm watching it? Maybe. We'll find out 3D. when we watch the Atlanta race since we'll be in Daytona. We'll oh. get to watch that. Unless we record it in the hotel room, go back Sunday Oh, I'll record it on Sling. I'll, I'll record it on Sling. Oh, yeah. We can watch it on Sling. When we get back in the hotel on Sunday. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, interesting. <sighs> and a new crew chief uh, moving on, a new crew chief for Denny mm-hmm. Hamlin. That was finally uh, finally announced. Do you know this guy? Chris Gabehart. Good we'll move see. for Hamlin. And that whole 11 crew. You don't even know Chris Gabehart. How do you know it's a good move? So, I mean, change is a change. <laughs> so, I mean, you think at the end of the, the Dave Rogers and Kyle Busch years, they weren't that great. I mean, they, they won, but they weren't like Hamlin who went winless. I think Hamlin wins a couple races next year. I, I mean, yeah, if Hamlin doesn't win any races next year, it, I'll be really shocked. And FedEx is fully on board with Hamlin. Fully on board. They love him. It was FedEx's idea to be the full primary sponsor and not have sports clips pick up uh any races for him mm-hmm. fedex was like we want apparently their employees were like we want fedex on the car every week to represent us so he runs fedex oh one of the i guess the only full-time sponsors left that just run full-time something else that happened this week as we gear up for uh 2019 as they release start times for the races i kind of thought this had already happened when they released the schedule but i guess that i didn't know it was a big deal that's <laughs> that's you know it, it, yeah. it apparently wasn't there there are a couple shifts a couple things that are i think going to maybe make everything a little bit more exciting i mean they didn't have a lot of wiggle room because you know the 2019 schedule is in place you can't do a lot with it it's all about 2020 which we talked about on the the last podcast I yeah think. last podcast but the playoff race in vegas is going to be a nighttime race sunday night sunday no night holiday. prime time event I mean, I guess people in Vegas, I mean, you don't sleep in Vegas, so it doesn't really matter. No, and this year they had fans passing out in the stands because it was so hot in September in Vegas. Meanwhile, we were over here swimming in uh, hurricane water. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Connor and I uh, have, have gotten our fair share of using a shop vac over the last uh, way too three much. or four months. Way too much. And some other notes, uh, you know, there's going to be some 30 and 60 minute variations to start times. The green flag for the Daytona 500, that is not going to change. That will be... 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Martinsville, speaking of under the lights, they're going to push the, the start time a half hour later in Martinsville to 3 p.m. Martinsville night race. And that is October 28th. So we know it already gets dark early then. Yeah. Let's see, what's that, 3 or 4? That's like 6, 6 p.m. It'll be... it'll be Well, 5.30 gets dark around. Yeah, so the, it's going to end under the lights at Martinsville. So that's, that's, a, that's at least Martinsville something. Martinsville night race. Boom. Maybe we're on our way to a full Martinsville night race. Speaking of short tracks, we talked last week about bringing back North Wilkesboro, Rockingham, all those tracks, and we put out on uh, we put out on our Instagram page for the lead uh, a photo of North Wilkesboro and, and and what people thought about that. And I mean that got people talking. I mean people want to go back in time. I mean yeah. they want 
those types of tracks back. I mean, just looking through some of the comments here, Joey Bubbles, he would love to see that back on the schedule. <laughs> Baby Girl 43, a Bubba Wallace fan maybe, says, hell yeah. Dion Rodriguez says he'd love to have New North Wilkesboro back, wants Rockingham back, wants South Boston back. Oh, man, you want the 90s back too? Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Chase Nickens, he wants to see Nashville Fairgrounds. Donnie Kidwell says it would be awesome to have North Wilkesboro back. Uh, they had classic races there. Would love to see it return. Also, Rockingham. A lot of people want to see Wilkesboro and Rockingham come back. I, I, I think I said last week, I wish they'd build a Rockingham-type track just in a more populated area because I've been to Rockingham, and it's just in the middle of nowhere. And, I mean, you talk about people want the 90s back. Somebody wrote, you know, we're losing NASCAR tradition every year, especially the short tracks. Well, 2020 is going to be the year for NASCAR to prove that they are really listening to the fans. Yeah, and let's around. see, let's see what they have in store. Stick around. Um, some other people want another road course. Somebody also wrote Portland. I don't know what track that is. Birmingham, Lime Rock, Virginia International Raceway. VIR is too small. We know VIR, but Lime Rock is that a track? Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell. Are these like video game tracks that are not real? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody mentioned that we uh, didn't talk about Pocono last week. No, we left out Pocono. We left out Pocono. They can get rid of a Pocono race. Yeah, get rid of one. I mean, I'm surprised that that's like one of the only independently owned tracks left on the schedule. Uh, The other thing is Noah Gregson, uh, and this is kind of Connor's. Connor said, throw this in the podcast. Let's talk about this. You you know a little bit more about this than I do, but he made some some comments that you thought were controversial. What What did he talk about? All right, well, Gregson, I don't know what outlet he was that he got interviewed, but Made some comments saying that Kyle Busch and Dale Jr. organization-wise, it may be personal-wise, were polar opposites. Due to the fact he said Jr. Motorsports is more for him and it's more laid-back atmosphere that he likes. I don't know if that meant Kyle KBM was bad or if he just feels Jr. Motorsports is more of what he likes. But here's my take on it. Grigson, as a young driver, reminds me of a lot of Kyle Busch. He's got potential. He's good. He's won a couple races, but he makes a lot of mistakes. And when he makes the mistakes, he's in contention to win. A lot like how Kyle was when he was, you know, a young driver coming up through the ranks. So he reminds me a lot of Kyle in that regard. So I like that he was with KBM because I felt like Kyle was, you know, able to take him under his wing a little bit and, you know, show him the ropes. And, you know, you got to go through, as a young driver, you... You got to go through that stuff. You got to learn, you know. Jeff Gordon did it with Dale Earnhardt. He learned you gotta, it with Earnhardt. You got to we learn. just listening to that podcast. They were talking yeah. about that. He, what was it? One track uh, Gordon was talking about where he tried to pass Earnhardt. I guess it was in practice. Michigan. And Earnhardt wouldn't let him. Junked him. Junked him into the wall. He just junked him. And, I mean, as a young driver, you, you got to learn. So, do I think the move for Gregson was a good move to go to junior motorsports? Absolutely. Perfect move on his part because if he would have stayed in – Kyle Busch Motorsports, a Gibbs organization, he wouldn't even have been the first option in the Xfinity Series for that program. I mean, you know, Christopher Bell is, you know, no doubt carrying the flagship for Joe Gibbs in the Xfinity Series. And, you know, he's next in line to get a ride at Joe Gibbs when the opportunity opens up. The unfortunate thing for Joe Gibbs, and it's kind of a good problem to have, is they have so much talent and just no room. Yeah, and we've talked about that. I mean, I I don't know what they're – Joe Gibbs needs to just have his – have one of his kids, buy, you know, start another team. It can be another – it can be a, another Gibbs team, and they, they can start running cars. Yeah, and so it was a really good move for him to go to Junior Motorsports because you look at Junior Motorsports lineup, Michael Annette, not going anywhere, Cup Series-wise. Justin Allgaier, nah, he's not going anywhere. 
the rebranding the nine to the one car and having Gregson run that. In the Vienna sausage car. In the Vienna sausage Perfect. car. Perfect. So he's no doubt going to be next up in that camp to get a oh, ride. Here, uh, here come, and man. where, okay, oh, Timothy no. does not like oh, this. Oh, my gosh. But where do Junior oh, Motorsports I forgot you, drivers you go? Chase Elliott Hendrick Motorsports, right? Right. So we know that Jimmy Johnson's contract is up in 2020. I think Noah Gregson's going to be in that 48 car. Nope. I want, no. That is that is like in a wild scenario, maybe he ends up in the one car after somebody this year. cue Donald Trump, please. You're fired. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, no. No. Christopher Bell should get the forty eight car. Christopher Bell, I think he's oh etched gosh. into the Toyota program. I, I, I think he's waiting Gregson. on the ride. I mean I can see Noah Gregson in the forty eight. Nope. I, I can't I can't envision him replacing I think, a seven time champion. Because there's no doubt Bell is a little bit frustrated. But if, he, if Bell wanted to leave, he would have left after this year and gone to that one car, the nine car, uh, you know, with I, the rebranding. I think you're making uh, Noah Gregson out to be a little better than he is. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, we I think will it, see. I think it's a legit theory. Tweet us and let me know. We will see. Gosh. I think it's a legit theory to for him to be in the 48 car here in a couple of years. <sighs> Maybe the one after this year in a wild scenario. I don't know. Over Jeff Gordon's dead body. I don't know if I'm going to be making the call in the shots by then. Hey, we're going to talk about that coming up in just a minute. Sneak peek. Sneak peek. Man, I just can't believe you said that. I can't believe Gregson said that the... You think, you? I mean, he I don't said him and Junior were polar opposites. Why yeah. is that... Yeah, but I don't feel like as a young driver he needs to well, be. Well, I in agree a, with you on that. But, but they are kind of polar opposites. Yeah, I, they, yeah. There's no doubt they're polar opposites as they run their business, as every business is. But I don't think a driver like him, young, makes a lot of mistakes. Should be in an organization that he feels is laid back. He needs to be pushed. He needs to be taught. He doesn't need to be in an organization where he's like, oh, well, I am well, laid back. I can call the he, shots wait here. Wait a minute, I'm confused. Isn't he going to an organization that's laid back? He is. But you don't think he should be there? I don't think he should be there. I think he needs to be... I think he needs to be pushed. And I think I think Kyle Busch Motorsports and how Kyle developed him was good for him as a driver because he makes a lot of mistakes and he needs to be taught by arguably the best driver in the Cup Series. Didn't he wreck his teammate and they both lost the race? Yeah, him and Harrison Burton. I mean, that, those are the mistakes I'm talking about. He wrecked it. He junked himself at Dover, racing for the lead. Oh, junked yeah. himself on the final lap of Canadian Tire, wherever they were. And, you know, no Kyle Busch Motorsports truck ended up winning. And now he goes to Junior Motorsports, which I'm not knocking on Junior Motorsports. Junior Motorsports is great. It's a smart move by him. But for him to, I just don't like the comments, him saying that, you know, it's a more laid back organization. That's what he would prefer. Because right now as a driver, I don't think he should have a choice like that saying like, oh, well, I want to go here because it's more laid back. I think he needs to be pushed. Like when I started, when I started playing basketball when I was little, like, they didn't just give me the ball and say, do what you want with it here. Like, I mean, I had to be pushed, make mistakes, get taken out, you know, get coached up hard. I didn't switch over to a team because, oh, the coach barely coached the team. It was more relaxed. I could take any shot in the gym, do whatever I want. And it made me a better player because I was pushed. And I had to go through the ropes and learn what it was like to be a point guard and a basketball player. And I think Gregson needs the same. So I think it almost comes off to me like that he's like lazy and doesn't want to so. work hard hmm. for it. Hell of a driver. Where, a did he? Uh, do you know a lot about his background? Did he, I mean, was, no. he, was he handed? I don't know. I don't know a lot about Gregson's background. I'll have to read into it. But. Was he? Does he eat off of a silver spoon like Joey Logano? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
He's not kissing them pretty lips in Pensacola. Jeez, oh, he got hit hard for that. Boom, she she gave Man, him the cheek. She didn't, she didn't want anything like that. Ooh. I mean, she's probably seen the video of him throwing up at Martinsville or running through the running through the pits to get to the Porta John, whatever track that was. Good gosh, he's pushing to be a popular driver. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. He wants to be. He wants to be. Uh, you know, but see the thing about Chase and the thing about Ryan, they don't have to it's do nat- anything. It's natural. It's natural. And when you try to force it, that's when you make a mistake. And I think he's trying to force it. Gregson's, uh, Gregson's like that clown at the at the fair that sits in that little dunking. Well, he booth says and, he's a clown. You know, sits there and says anything he wants and stuff. So I don't know. Should be interesting. All right. Well, we've got to take a break. I mean, this was a pretty long segment. We still got some big things to talk about, including driver airtimes in 2018. Jeff Gordon taking over at Hendrick Motorsports. Connor's what top five races in 2018. Well, that's not what. I just added that to the list. Oh, you did? Yep. Connor's top five race in 2018. We're oh. talking about it next. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah. Wow. All right. We'll be back. Crash. Travel. You're listening to Follow Lead with Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. 2018 is over. It's in the books. And luckily, we have all these stats to look at from the 2018 season, including most mentioned drivers. The top 10. Who do you think is number one? Kyle Busch. Nope. Kevin Harvick. You, that should be no surprise to you. You're, you know, you were, you were saying it was rigged for Harvick this year. God, they're pushing him hard. 34, 34 interviews, 36-minute interview time, 3,786 mentions. This is during broadcast coverage. I mean, he had like 800 more mentions than any of the other drivers. I mean, than the second-place driver. Does that all count all the times he had to talk about his encumbered wins? <laughs> Cheater. Well, Kyle Busch was second. He had 32 interviews. You know what I think they should have done with him? What? I think they should have. Hog time. <laughs> throw him in the river. You, you, I can't do it like you can. You don't f*** up now, boy. <laughs> Kyle Busch actually talked longer. 41 minutes, 56 seconds. So yeah. Kyle's a little long-winded. Yeah. You know, Kevin is kind of short. He doesn't. He, he try, He's quick. Kyle Busch down 5% from last year. So they mentioned him 5% less. But he came in. Came in second. Martin Truex was third. The champion from last year, 26 interviews, 27 minutes, 2,434 mentions. Then Kyle Larson was fourth. Kyle Larson, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If somebody had asked me what is the top two driver mentions, I would have said, number one, Eric friggin' Amarola. How many times did we have to? I mean, I swear they did a 36-minute interview with Eric Amarola after Longer interview Daytona. with him than they did... Oh, race who, winners. Who, yeah, who, yeah. It was. It was what, what was it? Chase. It was Chase Dover. won Dover, and they did a longer interview with Eric than they did Chase. Ridiculous. Give me a break. I mean, I can't believe that he did not make the top ten. I, I find that so hard to believe. That this. That's why I don't believe these numbers. Uh, and Kyle Larson, I would say would 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 have been number two because they only he only did fourteen interviews. I don't believe this. Kyle Larson did not just do fourteen. I interviews. don't believe that. Where'd you pull only this off of? Fourteen. I don't know. <laughs> A live race telecast in 2018. There is no way. But Logano is in fifth, and he did 23 interviews. But I guess it goes, it ranks them by mentions. So it doesn't rank them by interviews. It ranks them by mentions. But uh, Kyle Larson, I mean, he he should be way up, way up. He should be second on the list. Eric Amarola should be third on the list. Logano did 23 interviews, 34 minutes. Keselowski was sixth. Denny Hamlin, seventh. Chase Elliott, eighth. 16 interviews. They interviewed Elliott and Blaney the same time, 16 interviews for both, and mentioned Chase and Blaney about 1,500 times. 
And then Clint Boyer was ninth. Well, Clint Boyer was another. He gained one that they fifty-five. Like he gained gained fifty-five percent from last year. So, um, I mean, they probably mentioned Ricky Stenhouse more during the uh, Daytona race in July than any of these drivers. Harvick's what I like to call a, a quoter. He likes to throw out little quotes, like "Ooh, get this." Haters, I see you. Yeah, well, guess what, Harvick? He did that in his speech at the banquet, didn't he? I don't know, but we all did. we all saw all us haters saw Harvick, you know, lay a f-ing dud at Homestead. So who really saw you perform, Harvick? What do you want to talk about? Top, top races, top three races, twenty eighteen. Top five races. Well, I was I was thinking five. Can't remember the five. I couldn't think of a uh, five right off my head. I'll go with. Man, what do I want to do here? Yeah. You know, this was your segment that you wanted to throw in at the last minute. Yeah, but I'm thinking if I want to throw so an honorable mention in. You're very unprepared. All right, honorable mention at fourth place, I'm going to throw in the 24 hours of Bristol in the spring. So that's my honorable mention at four. I think that was a really good race. At third, I'm going to put the Roval in there. The Roval in there? Well, why wouldn't you? The Roval is third. A lot of people would have it higher, but I'm going I'm to I'm put it third. It was it was a boring. I was just about. It was to a say, boring race until it was until like thirty to go. Yeah, and then it got really until good. Until they all went boosh into yeah, the turn one sheesh. tires. Kozlowski junked everybody pretty Jeez. much. So I'm gonna go with the robot third. Great finish. We were there. I mean, we we seem to go to all the great. Yeah. So Daytona better not let us down. Yeah. At second, Martinsville fall. Martinsville Fall is second. Well, I know we didn't like the outcome. Yeah. But <laughs> the funny thing is, and good it, finish. We, I think we mentioned this in like the very first podcast. Is they, they came around, they had that crazy finish, and Connor thought the race, he thought there was another lap to go. So he was like, I, I'm like watching him. He's staring down there in turn one. I'm like, what are you looking at? Yeah, well, I thought I saw the white flag, so I didn't know. Whatever. It was, it's whatever it was. Number one, Chicago Land. Yeah. Unbiased opinion. I mean, how do you not put that number one? No, I'm, 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 I'm just a full I'm, lap of all that. Slide job. Slide job. That was crazy. How do you not? How would you not throw that number one? That is, yeah. that is. I mean, you call me biased because I'm a Kyle fan, but that was that hands down. Oh no, that was great. Best no, race. that's yeah. It was Both great. cars junked. Yeah. at the end of the race. I mean, Kyle driving a victory lane with a junk car. I mean, that was that was crazy. So that was my uh, top three with an honorable mention races this year. There you have it. Well, the other big news that dropped today is is something that I predicted a couple podcasts ago. That's right. Jeff Mark. Gordon. Yeah. May we blink? <laughs> May we blink? Um, Jeff Gordon taking over for Hendrick Motorsports. Not so fast. Oh, come on. This dropped today. Uh, and, and some other some other teams out there, too, are in this this huge story that was that was posted. Uh, you know, Rick, Rick Hendrick said he's got to be out here a, a little bit longer. He loves it. He still enjoys it. It was obviously the plan for Ricky Hendrick to take over. For Hendrick Motorsports, and Rick was gonna. Rick would have already retired, he said, uh, by now. And then obviously the tragedy happened with the plane crash heading to Martinsville, and he's now grooming Jeff Gordon. He says that's the way. That's that's the way we're going. Whenever I finally step away, it will be Jeff Gordon in my place. Figured that's what it'd probably be. I, I'm the one who predicted it. We you figured that's. Okay, I, I kept telling not, you that's okay, what it was going to be. Stupid. Jeff's not at the track week in and week out when he's not in the booth for no reason. He's under Hendrick's wing, looking overseeing how everything's operated from a non-driver's perspective. I'm. I'm. You know, I love Rick Hendrick. I'm. I'm really excited about the future, though. I mean, we've seen. It's predictable. We've seen Gordon in uh, Bowman's box this year. We saw him in Chases. We saw him in. I know when you said he was in Bowman's, I was kind of surprised about that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And we saw him, and obviously we saw him in uh, Byron's box. So maybe he'll go ahead and fire Bowman and Byron and bring in some 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 new drivers. 
Yeah, like Gregson and uh, no, no. Imagine that. No. Imagine imagine this lineup. No, let me tell you, no. Byron, Elliot, Gregson, Christopher Bell. No, I think I think Bell, I think that would be awesome. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and predict this because when we're doing this podcast, I don't know, 15 years from now. Holy show. Oh, you don't think we're going to last that long? We might. We haven't been shut down yet. When we're doing the podcast 15 years from now, we're going to go back to this audio where I'm going to say that Leo Gordon is going to take over the 24 car. You saw that on Instagram. I saw it on Instagram, but I think it's going to happen. It might. I mean, if his dad owns the team, he's grooming him to be a driver. Yeah, Leo. Leo's very interested. I guarantee you he's going to drive his dad's car. That'd be... Holy cow. That'd be wild. That would be Will crazy. Byron be out of the sport by then? Byron's how old? 20? He just turned yeah. 21. He turned 21 Fif- at the Fif- awards banquet. 15 so years will be 35. I, I don't think... I don't think Byron... I don't think Byron or Bowman will be at Hendrick Motorsports five years from now. Bold I'm gonna, statement. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Bold statement. Sorry, that's just how We'd I feel. We'd ask Byron how he feels, but, you know, he wouldn't... This is a... This is a... This, to me, this is the year for Byron. If he can't get it done this year... Second with, year? If he cannot get it done with Chad Knauss, then it's the, be- the beginning of the end for Byron. Okay, but you got to put it in perspective. Even though it's Chad Knauss, it's his first year working with him. A young driver, his second year, so pretty much his first real like competitive year. It's yeah, going to take him no, a little bit there's, to... There's so much talent out there, you cannot continue to just waste years away hoping for something that may not happen. No, Rick don't, Rick don't wait around long for people to get together. Why are he... Well, he did for Casey Kane. But Casey Kane, Casey Kane was always a better driver than the equipment he had in the five. I mean, I'll agree with that. I mean, look what he did at Why so early. Why are you defending William Byron? Because Byron's got potential. That's no, I'm not going to lie. I don't believe he does. Byron's got potential, man. I think he's he's one of those drivers that w- excels in the Xfinity series, but then they get to the Cup series and they can't excel. Well, the Cup series is a whole different animal. Well, that's basically Which, the point I was just making. I mean... <laughs> It takes you a little bit, and no one in modern day NASCAR, no young driver just steps in and and win rips off three wins right off the bat. I mean, Chase took him three years. Ryan, it took him a couple years. Yeah, but no, Chase and but Chase had has been the top car at Hendrick almost yeah. since he got there. So. Chase reminded me of a lot of Casey Kane when Casey was young, because Casey finished like he had like six top three finishes in his rookie season. Yeah, and when then, Chase had. Like Chase eight. had eight second place finishes, and right, and then years. Casey Kane in two thousand six won like what six races? Yeah, I think so, something like that. So in I the mean, nine like, car, the yeah. nine car. I imagine that. So I mean, Casey Kane was an underrated driver, man. Well, Jeff Gordon's gonna get in there, and you're gonna have to answer to Jeff. So hey, hell, he might put me in the car. <laughs> uh, something I didn't realize. I mean, Hendrick's sixty nine, which to me is still young compared uh, to all these other compared to the other guys. Childress is seventy three. Roush is seventy six. I guess. I didn't realize Joe Gibbs almost 80. He is yeah, 78 man. years old. Petty and Penske are both 81 years old. How much of the operation Holy do you think cow. these guys? How much of a grip are the operation? Well, they say that Childress has a big grip. I mean, I think we, yeah. we know that. Roush is not into it as much as he used to be. But we were talking about it when we went down to the shops. How how often do you think they're there overseeing stuff? Uh, I mean, they're certainly there at least two days a week. I mean, I'd say there Tuesday for the, for the competition the competition meetings. meeting. But, I mean, I, I mean... You know, maybe Gibbs isn't uh, there uh, as much, but Childress, I bet, is. Oh, yeah, Childress. I bet Childress is. Roush is not. Pinsky? Pinsky's got some. I mean, he can't be at that. I mean, I guess he did. Does he do all that out of one shop? I mean, they do everything out of one shop, the Indy cars and all that. I don't know if they have Indy cars. So, maybe. Petty, I mean, I don't know. 81 years old. You know, I wonder, we had the funeral of George Herbert Walker Bush 
since our last podcast. Why are you laughing? Because I know exactly what you're going to say. Is Are we going to have a funeral like that for Richard Petty? Are we going to have a funeral like that for Richard Petty when, Look, he, when he passes away? They're going to bury, bury his ass in the infield grass at Daytona. Like right in the tribal grass. Hey, you mentioned something about the 43. You don't want to get off topic from what we're talking about, but but we didn't mention this. You said Bubba Wallace is having some Sponsorship problems? struggles, yeah. Click and Close, uh, his primary sponsor, or uh, primary, I guess. I mean, they were on the majority races this year, would you say? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Mortgage company, I think they are. The uh, They stopped tweeting about NASCAR and Bubba in mid-August, and they took down their NASCAR micro page on the website. So it seems like Bubba's having a little bit of... Maybe that's why he was in such a bad mood when we saw him at Martinsville. That, and he was sick, and he just junked his car, had no laps in that car. So, I mean, it was a perfect storm. But I don't know. I mean, you know, know STP's going to back Bubba. (laughs) But as far as that, I mean, I think... Bubba is not one of the drivers that wants to see more road courses. I feel bad for Bubba. (laughs) I I honestly do. I mean, he is... He needs to be. I honestly, I would like to see Bubba in the 41 but more than Daniel Suarez. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't want to see either one of them in the 41. I want to see Christopher Bell there or at Hendrick. Nah, Bell's staying right here with Gibbs with mm. us. I can't wait to see what happens with that because I think you're going to. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they're old. So Jeff Gordon going to take over for Hendrick Motorsports. I think that. Allegedly. He didn't say. He said. What did he say today? He said it was uh, not something. Rick he Hendrick said he's doing it. Okay, well. What Rick says goes. No, he said he doesn't want to own the team outright. He says, I mean, he wants to see NASCAR's business model change. So so you, you think know. it's going to have like... He multiple... may run the team. He just may not own it outright. I think the people that should share ownership in that team, Ray Abraham, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Ken Schrader. <laughs> they owe it to Schrader for what Gordon did to him at Talladega. Absolutely. They still got his blood <laughs> in the seat in the Jeez. show car in the museum. <sighs> Gosh. Talladega 95, Die Hard 500. Uh, Richard Childress said they have a plan in place. He didn't want to go into details, but of course, you know, I think we well, know um, Dylan and the, yeah. the they're all going to probably take that. Penske, he's got a plan in place. I think his son is going to take the helm. Who's when, his uh, son? Greg Penske. And then he's got uh, Tim Sendrick and Mike Nelson. They're also, they do a lot of the. Is uh, Tim Sendrick related to Austin Sendrick? Uh, who races for Penske? In may, Xfinity? He, he may, may be. I believe, I believe he is. But I didn't realize they were in their 80s. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Everybody's getting, getting old. Didn't we talk about that first first episode of the podcast? How yeah, we did. Well, they're getting older and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And might, might start seeing them drop like flies here lately. Not death wise, but just, you know, Goodness. exit the sport I mean, what, a little bit. Hendricks, uh, Rick is a uh, is a warrior man. He's gone through leukemia but, a couple times. Right, yeah, and he, but he's only sixty nine. He's also 69. he also got in trouble with the law. And what? Was, yeah, do you not remember that? No. When he was going through chemo, I, can't, I think it was some tax evasion, something like that. But he he uh, was sentenced to house arrest. Rick Hendricks. Yes, I can't believe you don't know that. I was that was probably way oh it was it time. was it was it was when it was around the time that Hendrick finished one two three in the Daytona five hundred. Well, ninety seven. Gordon's ninety seven. So it was around that time. Yeah, he was in trouble. He Breaking did a, did a the plea law. deal Breaking and uh, got got um got house arrest. It was like for a year or something. Big I think. friendly so. Rick Hendrick. But it man. was you know he was going through chemo and leukemia and all that. It, it all kind of hit the fan. One eight hundred Marrow so. two call and donate. They, I remember those decals all over. Right, the and and John Hendrick kind of took over the day to day operations of the team while Rick was out. Was course, Ricky not a not? Well, he was younger then. Oh. But of course, John, another one that that passed away in the plane crash. Mm. All right, well, coming up after the break, we're going to wrap this show up with Connor's Conspiracy. And we were talking about Richard Petty. Well, maybe Petty's got a younger Petty out there. Connor's going to talk about that. You know I have one. We'll be right back. Crash! Trouble! 
You're listening to Father Lead with Connor Bunn and Timothy Martin. Would you like to sponsor Father Lead? Send an email to fatherlead at gmail.com. That's F-A-H-T-H-E-L-E-A-D.com. Now back to Father Lead. All right, welcome back, everybody. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're only got a few, I mean, what, maybe... How many weeks until the Daytona 500? Because the Connors conspiracy stop when the new season starts. We got a whole new, whole new whole segment new, coming out. Whole new bit. Did did you announce what that bit was? I did not. Oh, but okay. When we get, I'll announce it like a week before the season. Why don't you announce it while we're in Daytona? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'll announce it while we're in. Daytona. Yeah, while we're in Daytona. But he does a conspiracy every week. I'm not going to recap all the conspiracies. I, I might keep the conspiracy every yeah. week after that. Oh, so you're adding more segments for you just to have all for yourself? I mean, this is my podcast. <laughs> nope. All right, go ahead, take it away. Connor's Conspiracy, week four. You guys know I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do have my thoughts, as does everybody else. But I do have my thoughts. If you were listening to the podcast last week, I touched on it a little bit. Richard Petty. I am convinced that there are clones of Richard Petty out there. Mm. Man, I mean, I just, I feel like the guy just hasn't aged since I've been around. Here's the question. Has Richard Petty had plastic surgery? It's got to, man. What 81-year-old has jet black hair? Oh, he dyes his hair. Shiny white teeth. They're fake. Good facial complexion. I mean, Botox. I've, only, I've only seen him with his glass off one time, but I'm strongly convinced that they're clone Richard Petty's because it seems like every time I see him, he's just too perfect looking from what he looked before. Like, he's always wearing black. He's like wax. He is like a wax character. <laughs> like, I watched an interview he did with Graham Bensinger, and then, like, a couple days later, I was watching a coverage from, like, a track or whatever, and he was there, and, God, he just does not change. Like, you know, you, you look at someone in the face, and, like, you can tell the difference in their face a little bit from a week-to-week basis. Like, oh, you grew a little bit of facial hair. Like, you got a little bump on your face or something like that. Or your lips are chapped a little bit. Never with Petty. Ever since I've been a fan. Ever since I remember. I mean, I've seen footage from him from, like, 03. Looks the same. What about footage from 1992 in the Hooters 500? Or that time in Darlington where he just junked it and Boom. they thought he was dead. Man, that looked like me. That looks like me when I'm done practicing on heat and I just take it straight into the wall. Look, bottom line is they're cloning petties down in Mooresville, North cloning Carolina. Cloning petties. Do you see him walking around? I swear to God, there's one like in every county in North Carolina. There's got to be one. So that's a conspiracy of this week. They're clone Richard Petty's. Somebody tweet me and prove me wrong. But that's uh, man, that is uh, that is what I'm set on there. We'll see if we can find more. When we get to Daytona, we're gonna see if we can run into more than one Richard Petty. I mean, you know, there's clone Arnhart's. We've seen them at Daytona. I mean, not Daytona at Martinsville. We did see that holding a Bud Light in a iPhone 10. Right. So speaking of deleting tweets, Timothy has been on no, his we, deleting um, tweets. No, Twitter. Connor likes to tweet. He doesn't like to tweet. We talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. I want you to put out content, like content like I do that, you know, like on Instagram that gets hundreds and hundreds boring. of. Boring. Oh, boring gets hundreds and hundreds of likes. It's all your pseudo accounts. I don't have any pseudo. I don't have any f***ing pseudo accounts. Well, if you didn't, you wouldn't be getting so defensive. <laughs> I don't have pseudo accounts. You're like, now you're throwing your papers everywhere. You're turning Jeez. red. I mean, I'm not turning red. I don't have pseudo Rageaholic account. over here, folks. I don't have pseudo accounts. You you post things and you you make it all about yourself. My f-ing tweet was legit. You make it all about yourself. The Gordon tweet last night was. legit. I kept that on there. What else did you delete? Because I spent hours and hours and hours and hours. You deleted editing. my stuff. That's the talking point. You deleting my tweets. You deleted my f-ing tweet. So Connor is on strike two and a half. And he's very close to getting the passwords revoked. And I'm going to just continue to don. I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I have single-handedly grown this podcast to where it is today. As if NASCAR's you follow our podcast, podcast page, go and look at it right now as we speak. Which and podcast look, page? My podcast page. <laughs> yeah, but what? But what? Where? What do you mean where? What page are you talking about? The Twitter page. Okay, the, there's more go, than one page. Go look at the header photo. Kyle burning it down. Yeah, he changes the branding and all this stuff. He's not getting. We got shirts coming in the Speaking mail this of branding, week. We're not know, getting a shirt. You know what we should do? You know those like branding things you can dip in like hot. It's like a metal yes. thing you can like. Yes. We're gonna do that at Daytona. Since you don't want to get a tattoo with me, let me brand you. <laughs> I said um, a while ago, what happens at Daytona is going to stay in Daytona. Okay, but so. right. But what are the circumstances that you get a tattoo in Daytona? I don't know. Kyle wins the 500. We're getting matching tattoos. Matching what? 18s. Bull. Little 18s in it saying, for the lead. I would get the for the lead logo tattooed. Where? I don't know. Wow. Wow. Jeez. Okay. That's well, it. That does it for episode four of the for the lead podcast. I'm Connor Bunn along with my sidekick, Timothy Martin. Uh, we'll be back next week sometime for episode five. But meanwhile, you can follow us on Twitter at for the lead at for the lead on Instagram. And you can email us at for the lead at gmail.com. Connor so, got to do the close. And next week I'll be doing the open. Nope. So stay tuned, baby. Crash. Travel.